Yeah, I love what I do. I love to serve. I love, uh, listen, to make money is good. At the end of the day, it's, it's good to share wealth. I like people work hard. I always try to help people. Consulting, I will go to restaurants. Sometimes people like do a lot of mistakes when they open the restaurant. Kind of, kind of weird. Instead of to focus on the food and the product, they go there and they do something. It really doesn't help. Welcome everyone to the Cassandra Properties Podcast. We're bringing it back home, local today. We are joined by John Jambalik. He is the owner with his wife, Bruna, of Dolce Fantasia down on Forest Avenue in Staten Island. We're also joined by Rebecca again. Hello. Welcome back, Rebecca. Why, thank you. So John, thanks for coming in today, man. My pleasure. Really good to see you. Good to see that you're up and, you know, fighting the good fight, right? Yeah. Try. Yeah, that's all we could do. I noticed that you have a little something on the desk there. So what yes, do we have? This is uh, our uh, logo hats from Dolce. Look at this. I want you to have it. Cool. Thank you very much. My pleasure. And of course, out of respect, I got to rock the hat, right? So hold on, folks. Thank you. I wish you guys would bring a little more. Next time I come in, I got to bring at least three or four. We go. Well, we don't care about anyone else. As long as I got the hat, that's oh, all that yeah. matters. <laughs> it's so nice. So, John, tell yes. us, uh, tell us about Dolce Fantasia, Fantasia on on Forest Avenue. You're, uh, it's a, a, a boutique kind of a, a an eatery. It's got unbelievable food for for those on Staten Island that are familiar. It's down by Eggers on Forest Avenue. It's that corner space that kind of faces the bank. Uh, on Forest Avenue. It's a great spot, killer food. Um, to get into this type of a business, is is there a, a, an influence of, of cooking in the family? How did you come to, to say, you know what, I want to I give this a shot? I actually, I was involved with a restaurant in the city. I was a partner with uh, four guys. And uh, when the COVID started in March, I just left. So Bruna was building her, her brand, my wife Bruna, and I uh, just went back to Staten Island, and uh, we tried to build a brand, uh, Dolce Fantasia. Also, Dolce Fantasia exists in uh, Torino. It's owned by uh, Bruna family, calls uh, Dolce Giordano Panetteria. It's a uh, Cugno. It's uh, very close close to the French border. Okay, so that's that's why I went back to Staten Island and I tried we tried to build the brand try to you know expand the Brooklyn and uh, maybe we definitely try to do it this year maybe in Red Bank we're negotiating a lease so we'll see what happens so the city um, was hit really really hard I think I'm gonna try to like uh, uh, but I definitely think maybe uh, another three years city will never come back. I mean, it will come back, but not to the extent that people are going to go out, spend. You see people going to restaurant, but that's no, you know, it's just surviving, surviving mode. Like right. you're paying the bills and yeah. money making. It was going to take uh, probably three to five years. So in, in one of the uh, affiliate businesses we're involved in, I have the, uh, the ability to tour big portfolios. So... Over the last couple of months, I was uh, touring some of the high-end buildings in the city. And if I tell you 35% occupancy was a lot, uh, I'm telling you spot on. I mean, the, the vacancies are startling. You hear about it and we talk about it, but to go do the tour and see the vacancies, 
Um, it, it's really startling. And what surprised me the most, I expected it in the high-end stuff because people have the means to up and kind of relocate during the difficult right. time. And then right. if and when they're ready, they'll come back. But we recently toured um, a mixed complex, a mixed affordable complex. Mm -hmm. And this complex is, it's a big complex. It's over 10,000 units. 2,000 were vacant. It's scary. Wow. I don't know where this is going. I mean, I hope we're going to recover by the end of the year a little bit. But like when you talk about a restaurant, it's very sad. Very sad. People don't understand. Um, we've talked about this a little bit. They don't understand the sacrifice that goes into a small business, right? They don't, the, the blood, sweat, and tears that, that we put into our ventures, um, it's hard to quantify. And I see a lot of folks now rethinking their position in life, and, and uh, there's a lot of, of folks that are making that switch over to the entrepreneurial side. And, and while I encourage it, I say do it with caution, right? Yeah. Because it's not all you know, happy faces and smiles, right? <laughs> That's There's, true. It's not easy to do what we do. So it's challenging. You, you, wh where were you born? I was born in uh, Montenegro, mixed parents. Uh, my mom is uh, Croatian and Montenegrin. And did you have influences? Was there like a culinary influence, a food influence when yes, you were a kid? Yes, when I was younger, like I used to go with my uncle and uh, it was a ferry going every day, bad body. Mm -hmm. from Montenegro to Italy. Yep. We used to go weekly at least four or five times, and we used to work in a restaurant when I was a kid. So from the time you were a little yeah. boy, you, you, I see your eyes are lighting <laughs> up. <laughs> for those who are not I'm, watching. I'm, I'm going to tell you a story what happened one time. Uh, we had a, like family friends uh, came in our house, and I was I actually, there was like six to ten people, and my mom asked me, I was maybe like seven years old, and my mom told me, hey, listen, go in the kitchen, make some meatballs. I went make make some meatballs, and people came. We started eating. And people said, oh, my God, that's a, that we love these meatballs. I stand up and say, I made them. My, wife, my mother slapped me so hard. <laughs> I never forget. I said, I will never say anything again. Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> that sounds about right, though. Oh, Lord yeah, knows I've gotten it. my share of cracks in the day. <laughs> So you're, you're growing up, uh, you're taking a ferry over to Bari every day, which seems just magical to me. It takes uh, about one hour and uh, one hour and 20 minutes. So you're commuting back and forth, you're working in the restaurant as Rebecca smashes into the I know, I'm sorry, equipment. sorry. <laughs> no more water for you. No I'm water. So That's it. She's <laughs> cut off. You cut off the water. No more water. <laughs> so you, uh, I assume there are different chefs and different people that right. influence you while you're over there. Yes. And you've brought some of that back here. And now, when did you come stateside? Stateside, 1988. 1988. Right. And you've been in the restaurant business the whole time? Yes, or? all my life. Your whole life. Wow. So, what was the, like, the defining moment where you said, okay, I want to go and I want to open up um, Dolce Fantasia right. on Forest? That's been open about three years now. Yes, Bruna, that's more like my wife's dream because her family has one in uh, Cugno. It's a city, small city, uh, Provincia de Torino. Okay. It's very close to French border. So our food is a little bit, I don't want to say a little bit different than Italian. 
gets a little like French influence, yep. a little bit like desserts, like a little panini. Uh, you can see our like uh, food, it's no overpower, it's very simple. Uh, we don't use no sugar, no salt. Uh, by the way, I'm gonna tell you the story what happened uh, last summer actually. A customer came in and was saying, oh, can I ask one of the servers, he came in the kitchen, can you give me a salt? I said, you know, we don't use salt. That's amazing, yeah, by the way. That uh, people say, salt, I have to run across the street to CVS to buy salt. I don't have it. Because uh, I've had the food a bunch wow. of times, and for you to say there's no sugar or salt is utterly remarkable because the food yeah. is no sugar, packed with no flavor. Salt. How? How? Yeah, we use <laughs> herbs. We use answer. different stuff, but no salt. I'm against the salt. Sodium definitely is bad for you. Uh, my father died very young because his blood pressure. I mm. always kind of... Always are back in my mind. I always yeah, read a lot. Sodium kills you, so no wow. salt. That's amazing. And no sugar either. Unbelievable. Oh. Um, and I can see now that you're talking about like kind of the the French influence with some mm -hmm. of the cheeses, and it right. is a, it's a light, it, it's it's a light product, right? But it's got it's so packed with flavor. The food you had sent over, uh, which we were so appreciative of, lunch. I think it was last week because we were going to do this right. earlier with the snowstorm. And uh, my gosh, you know, the office got it, you know, and that was the end of it. Mm -hmm. I tried to hide it, you know, for a little bit. <laughs> At least get we, my. We, we sell a lot of paninis. We, we, people kind of, uh, Dolce Fantasia like, throws you out a little bit. Mm -hmm. People think it's a bakery. It's actually, it's a more restaurant than anything else. Yep. We make pastas. We make uh, just for the restaurant week. We're doing the whole month. We want to give people a chance to come in and try our food. It's a uh, restaurant week was only for two weeks, but we expand the whole February until 28. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you have um, like a specialty that, I, you know, people come in for this one specific thing? Uh, or? Yes. Paninis, truffle okay. panini, tartufato. Mm. You have to really Sounds try. That's delightful. unbelievable. Truffle so paninis. Is just we have sinful. a lobster panini, also buco panini. Oh my goodness! Barbecue wow. chicken, prosciutto mora. Yeah, just different, different, very wow. different than yeah. average, average panini place. So you're saying you're making the pasta? You're not actually making the pasta. Yes, you're yes. actually making yes. the pasta. Well, yeah, we're posting a lot of stuff on our big Instagram page, dolcefantasia.us. You can see sometimes I put a little videos, little you know when I make pastas and stuff. Mm. Tremendous. Yeah, I do a lot. Of, I do probably uh, 10 pictures a day. So for those of you wow. who don't have the benefit of uh, an Italian heritage or something along those lines, the difference, and I knew the answer to the question, of course, but I had to ask mm -hmm. it, the difference between homemade pasta and even the best pasta that you could buy out of the bag or out of the box, it is night and day. Pasta, dry pasta, you can stay in the box probably up to seven years. Ugh. Wow. Think about that. Dry yeah. pasta. Seven years. Seven years. <laughs> <It's> crazy. <laughs> you got a bunker, you stay there, you <laughs> do pasta, right? <laughs> Unbelievable. So wow. how do we make the fresh pasta? What goes into the into the fresh you pasta? You use uh, uh, flowers, eggs, you know, obviously ricotta, depends. But if you make a gnocchi, we make a, you put a little potato, put a ricotta, you put a little uh, uh, eggs, cheese, parmesan, depends oh what do you want to, you know, it's what so you want to I know. Can we like stop and eat? She got to let me know. I should bring a little flour. So you've got uh, a 4.9 out of five rating. Um, you know, a researcher did a bunch of, of homework. Of course, I've been there before. I've eaten the food many times, so right. I knew what it was. But 
your your ratings are absolutely off the hook and you've got a nice following on Instagram. So how do you build that that kind of customer base and loyalty? It can't just be the food, right? Uh, I'm going to tell you what what I really do in life. Like I uh, probably cook like I will cook for myself. I cook the same thing for me, for you, for anybody else. Mm. I will never say, oh, let's go do this now. Well, everybody's the same. Customer, me, anybody. I will never do anything, you know what I mean? Like uh, the ingredients who you're putting in. And also we don't use any other olive oil in a restaurant, extra, extra virgin olive oil, only. So mm. if you come to my restaurant, if you find any other olive oil, if you find short and sugar, sugar, you definitely can close the place down. So I, I follow you on Instagram um, uh, and I'm always, you know, <laughs> looking for something to eat after I see the pictures. But <laughs> I, I'm so curious, how do you make your desserts without sugar? What do you use? No sugar. A lot of those uh, chocolates, we use the Belgium chocolates. Okay. We use the Italian chocolates. We use all Belgium. Belgium's the best chocolate in the world. Like, we use the chocolate and we use a cream, but we don't use no sugar. That's fascinating. So can you explain to the audience the difference between extra virgin olive oil and, and regular olive oil? Yeah, regular olive oil, it can be anything. It can be the sunflower, it can be anything. Really? Right. Mm. I mean, you really, I don't want to like, uh, I don't want to like, to be like uh, conspiracy theory, but uh, any olive oil, it can be from anything. Mm. So extra virgin is? Yes. It could be a thousand, thousand years old tree. It doesn't hit the ground. It has to turn the net. You know, it's a, it's a it's a long process. So the, the the it can't hit the ground. No, but a lot of like uh, people don't understand like when you go buy extra virgin olive oil, and they say, oh, it's cheap, and you like you start eating it, you get a lot of acidity there. Mm -hmm. But people don't understand that if we feel acidity in olive oil, that means that olive oil is in the ground, mm. and it oh. gets wet. Then they use they don't want to waste it. I won't tell you, but they want to waste it, and they use it, and they, put it, they make olive oil. And that comes out acidity. Got That's it. why they say first press, like it's the same thing we do with the wine. So if you do first press, everything staying in the net, they use it. That's a beautiful thing. Got it. Huh. So like anything else, I guess it, it comes right. down to the, the ingredients, right? The core, the core ingredients that are going into it. True. Uh, what, what is, um, what's your favorite dish? My favorite of all. I don't know. That's <laughs> <laughs> I made last week uh, uh, tortelloni. It's uh, from Piemonte. It's it looks like tortellini. It's a little bigger, with a demi glaze, black truffle, and rosmarino. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! That's that was like uh, that's that's going to be in a new menu on the South Shore. Also, this morning I made a uh, real shank. Ragusos mm. with the bacchere ricotta salata. It's a, like a dry ricotta cheese yep. that you can shave on the top. You get a little salty, but... There it is. Pete's got it there right there. Go. Pull there up. Go. I love there it. Feeding on the ones and twos as always, right? <laughs> yeah, I tried to stay away from the pasta. You know, I lost maybe like... Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I lost maybe like 40 pounds in uh, four months. But wow. I eat. I eat a lot. I mean, I eat every day regardless. I eat pasta, but it has to be homemade. Wow, 40 pounds, that's a lot you. of weight. Yeah, I lost 40 pounds. So this was a conscious thing, like I, I just wanted... No, I just eat like, uh, I know you, I eat pasta, I don't eat bread. Okay. But mm -hmm. I eat al dente. 
all our pasta, like people come in. I have gotten some, sometime we have a complaint. People call, oh, pasta is not cooked. <laughs> sometimes I can't tell people, don't cook the all the way through because right. it's going to turn into sugar and it's going to stay in your body. So just try to do al dente. So for those, again, not of the Italian d- descent, al dente, and I don't know, Becca kind of is looking. Do you know what al dente is? I do. You actually, actually do know what I al dente do. is. Well, okay, yeah. that's good. That's good. <laughs> so it's when the pasta is not cooked fully and it, it has a, a, a stiffer texture and it doesn't convert to sugar as easily, correct? Right. Doesn't turn at all. Doesn't turn at all. If you eat del dente. That's why it's kind of funny when you go to, I'm, I'm trying to criticize the U.S. and in Italy or any yeah. other country. But I'm just saying, like, if you go to Italy, it's very, like, rare to see somebody overweight. People say, why is in Italy like that? When I, when I was a kid, I used, to, I used to, my dad was a little chubby. So when I used to go work in Italy, coming back home, say, why are Italians always skinnier than us? So I figured out, they eat everything is al dente. All mm. pasta. If you give somebody oh, like like overcooked pasta, they will send it back. Wow. So it has to be al dente. I, I, I never thought of it that way. I guess, right? The sugar right. Is, is the killer, obviously. Yeah, sugar. Yeah. Uh, food kills you. I mean, I'm sorry to say this, but yeah, yeah. if you do, we, you have to do the right thing. I mean, cook the right thing, uh, eat the right way. And you, I mean, people say you lost a lot. Are you sick? I say, I'm not sick, but I, my pasta is all al dente. I don't eat. No overcooked pasta, it's just in the water, in and out. Well, that that's hmm. why places like Dolce Fantasia are becoming more and more popular as we learn more about health and our food and what we're putting into our bodies. Uh, I feel like just since the time I'm a kid, it was like everything was fast food and yeah. the hungry man dinners and all that processed crap that we used to eat all the time is pretty much gone now. That, that's at least yeah, in well, our household, that's that's gone. People change, you know, like uh, my kids when they're little, like they used to use, uh, I don't know, they were like killing like uh, all these McDonald's stuff. I'm not saying it's it's uh, bad for you. I'm just saying when you're a kid, you want to try. Sure. When I eat yeah, junk absolutely. food, you know, yeah, that's, what, that's part yeah. of being a kid, I yep. guess. I don't know. Yep. <laughs> no no <laughs> doubt about it. Eating gelato, ice cream, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, well, there's a difference though, right, be, be, between having a, a homemade gelato and uh, having a, a bag of Jolly Ranchers like Pete has in, in his truck. <laughs> I don't think so. Like a lot of people ask me always, uh, oh, that's a good thing that you just mentioned ice cream and gelato. Uh, uh, what is the difference between gelato and uh, ice cream? People always, like uh, Agus, say that the only difference between gelato and ice cream is the butter. So when you eat ice cream, you always have kind of like a little belly pain. Yep. So that's a butter hits your stomach. There's butter and ice cream? Yes. Yeah, I I'm, didn't know that. I didn't either. Right. I'm equally as shocked. So when you eat gelato, huh. it's don't use no butter. See, it's a cream, but no butter. Here's what I'm taking away from this: I have a license <laughs> to eat more pasta yeah, as long pasta. as it's al dente that and as much gelato as I want. Yeah, that's, there we go. That's excellent. Mm-hmm. So Great takeaways. <laughs> it's been um, a hell of a run, right? With coronavirus, um, it's had such a, a devastating impact on all businesses. But restaurants in particular have been hit really, really hard. Uh, what is it that's inspired you to keep going and, and to, you know, mm-hmm. to, to keep up the fight? Um, what I want to say, like, in the beginning, it was uh, like a month when everything shut down. I said to my wife, listen, we are here. We, we're in a business, whatever. We can do what we do every day. Let's go cook for the hospitals. 
So we donate, I don't know how many meals, maybe a couple oh, thousands of meals, all to the hospitals. We donate group homes. I'm involved also with the police department. I'm a commanding yep. officer, respond unit. Yep. I, volunteer I, I, too. So I don't, uh, but yeah, we donate a lot of food to the, to the hospitals, wow. to group homes, to, you know. So that's amazing. You're, you're hit by a pandemic and instead of hunkering down and shut the lights off, <laughs> you decide that you're going to step up and you're going to reach out and you're going to help the community. Thousands of meals donated to the restaurants. And I had this actually next here to speak to you about. You're a member of the Auxiliary Police Department on Staten Island. You're a volunteer. Um, how, how did that come to be? Talk to the audience about that uh, because it's, it's special to volunteer your time the way you have. I, a commanding, I'm a uh, rank of the inspector. And I, uh, I was... Uh, I was kind of nominated Medal of Valor and Sandy. I saved two kids in the water. And uh, I don't know. I was a cop of the year. I'm sorry, I almost broke your mic. <laughs> hey, at least uh, it's not just me hitting okay. things today. So you made me feel chain better. Re- Thank you. Reaction. <laughs> so, yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, I love what I do. I love to serve. I love, uh, listen, to make money is good. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's good to share wealth. I mean, it's yeah. a, it's a, you know, I like people work hard. I always try to help people. Consulting. I will go to restaurants sometime. I I don't have to get paid. I just tell people, hey, listen. I I was in the forest time. I won't say the name. Which place? The guy just opened the business, and I saw one of the company coming in. I say, this company serves you. I say, yeah. Are they rest- this is company like maybe you do like a. Five million dollar business, maybe you should deal with these guys. But no, you, you're too small. You just let it go. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you say, why you want to say, oh, please, can you tell me anything else? So I, I stayed there, like, like in another hour, and I told him what he should do. But yeah, sometimes people like uh, do a lot of mistakes. Uh, when they open the restaurant, they're getting, they're buying uh, followers and stuff, and kind of, kind of weird. Instead of to focus on the food and the product, they go there and they do something. It really doesn't help. Mm. So I wanted to talk about this. If you're, if you're game, um, saving two children during Superstorm Sandy. Yeah. Yes, it's actually, this is, uh, I think this is uh, an advance in the news. And yep. it is a report there. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. But uh, I was uh, like, uh, I don't remember. That was very like scary part. Yeah. I got hurt in Sandy. I dislocated my hips. I still have issue, but I never went. I mean, I kind of went to the hospital that I left. I just really don't. I I don't know. I was kind of uh, wrong thing to do. Like people dying, and I'm gonna go there, blame that I got hurt. And even today, believe it or not, that uh, I spoke to my doctor. I definitely have to do the surgery sooner or later. Replacement uh, my right hip. So, for those of you who haven't read the article. He had a debilitating injury, and what John is trying to convey here is instead of going and laying up in the hospital with dislocated hips, you decided to get back up and go back out because the community was suffering, and you ended up saving two kids. and Older uh, lady, too. It was a lady of her. I think she was... uh, 
I think she was something 80, uh, 80 years old. I think there was a grandmother. I don't really remember. There was like a lot of water. I really don't remember names, people. I know yeah. I went back once I brought the kids out. I went back. Then the police department were looking for me. They were calling like a 1013 officer down. But my radio was wet. I was in the water like four hours. I, because everybody wow. left and I was like with a lady alone in the water. I mean, it was scary. But listen, uh, I'm here today, so. So, how did they eventually end up finding you and/or getting you and and this lady out? I uh, I was a lot. I just for some reason I don't understand what happened that night. It was very kind of you know like perfect storm. You don't know everything happened second and everybody was gone. When I turned around, I saw a helicopter flying by over and anything else. I don't remember anything else. I remember the lady. She was like complaining for her. She was older. I was spooling her left to right. Mm -hmm. So I don't. I don't remember how I end up to Highland Boulevard, from the always from the shore to all the way to Highland Boulevard. I was kind of dragging her, swimming towards, towards Highland Boulevard. It's remarkable. Um, for those again who weren't here or not from Staten Island, um, twenty-three people said, died that night. Yeah. We lost 23 people. Two kids, too. And the water came in so fast. It, it's, it's tough thinking back um, to quantify how, how it happened. It just, it was like the snap of a finger. All of a sudden, the ocean was literally up to Highland Boulevard in certain parts. Yeah, it came, uh, when I was in the, we left the van. We had a police van. I don't. I don't. Never understood this. Out the water. Water doesn't came like like normally comes. Mm -hmm. It came like underground. It just just raised up. Yep. Like a bathtub. Yep. Like it just came like. Yep. You know, and everything was flooded in a second. So, the the parts of Staten Island are primarily sandy in that area. So the water because it, it was the um, I forgot what it was called. Uh, uh, it's a, a, a something Genesis where the, the pressure drops, uh, and it was, like he said, it was a perfect storm with right. a high tide, and the pressure pushed the water forward but down, so it went underground, and then literally, like came he's up. saying, a bathtub, it just, just came right up. as it was coming up from the, the ocean, it was coming up from the ground, and then That's there was wild. four or five feet of water, and people were, were trapped. They were stuck. What was more of that? So was scary. At one point, that was uh, probably like... 15, wow. 15 feet of water, probably. Wow. 10, 15 feet. Wow, that is wild. And also, there was a, I don't know what's kind of, it was a weird also, it was a power was on. I think the city made a mistake. Power was still on. I know. I remember that I went to funeral day a week later for the cop that he died in the house in the basement because the electricity was on. Yep. He went to get his gun and a shield and he, he just got electrocuted and died. That's a sad. Uh, it was a very so tough sad. time for Staten Island, and yeah, well, we need more heroes like like John. So for yeah, those of you for who sure. didn't know that, you know, get your asses out and support his restaurant Absolutely. because it, it's not uh, yeah. it's not every day that you have folks that not only give back to the community, which is which is something in itself, but mm -hmm. it takes a special person under stress to react the way you did. Is there, I mean, can you put your finger on, is there a history or is there anything that, that 
prepare? I mean, how do you, you can't be prepared for that moment, can you? I mean, how does that even happen? I don't know. I, I always, it's crazy what I'm going to say now. Uh, last year alone, I call uh, 911 probably over 48 times. I stop in the highway, have flares in my truck. If I if somebody injured, I always stop. I try to always. Rule number one, I always stop, regardless where you are. I mean, I mean, what else? I mean, I love to. I mean, I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't know. I think this is for me, like, uh, normal, I guess. I don't know. Is there um, military in your family? Is there police in your family? I, mean, uh, is this I in was uh, in military school when I was a kid. Okay. Do you I think that maybe that had some influence? I uh, in probably it? did. It did. I'm very, like, you know, like you see every morning, uh, we don't have to shave when we go to work in the police department, but I do every morning. I went this morning, I work and shave. I always look like, a, you know. <laughs> yep. I don't have to do it, but I do it because, you know, I just want to respect the uniform and, you know what I mean? It's just, uh, you know, some people do, some don't, some don't shave. That I shave all the time. I go to station house, I shave, I make sure I'm, like, 100%. So those things as a kid um i remember when i was a ps45 kid and i a 61 kid and then i went to monsignor farrell and uh it was a pain in the butt to put on a jacket and a tie every day but it does stick with you it does matter my and kids went to more yeah. that's a good school too yeah Farrell's probably better school than more i, I, like I know we used to we they have used a hockey to, team too they have, they have a hockey team now i know yeah. when i played ball they didn't have uh football but i know they have football now yeah they do right they do. So there's something that um, I, I think it just has to be in your DNA in a time when everybody is so worried about themselves. I just wrote a blog about this, John, that uh, I, I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was during the snowstorm or something. I don't remember what it was. Something just kind of hit me and, uh, and thinking about back reflecting on coronavirus and everything that's gone on and thinking about, uh, I think, no, Starbucks. I was at a Starbucks and I'm not going to say who it was, but the reaction because the coffee wasn't ready was not commensurate to the coffee not being ready, right? It was ludicrous, right. the reaction that yeah. I saw in the Starbucks. Yeah, you told me about that. And <clears throat> I, I went back and I just started writing about how, like, it doesn't matter. Like, where are these little tiny specks, right, in this massive universe and galaxy and and there's a hundred between a hundred and two hundred billion galaxies they estimate in the universe and some scientists estimate 25 percent of them have conditions that could be sustaining life or did sustain life at one point or another and to think how uh and i think it's these goddamn cell phones where we've all become so self-absorbed and mm -hmm. so about you know us, me, 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 yeah, me, me, me. The culture now. That, you know, thinking about that event in a Starbucks or thinking about, um, you know, if you get cut off for and people go into these crazy road rages, like it doesn't matter. It doesn't I matter. I see all the time. That's crazy how people flipped. Flipped. People dying yeah. left or I, I, I really don't understand people. Honestly, sometimes I'm just thinking maybe I just go to go on a mountain and leave there. Don't mm -hmm. come down to like, <laughs> right. like a ninety years old. Don't I may see you up you. there. <laughs> no, uh -oh. but just kind of people, kind of. I don't know. I really don't understand. And my wife, she always say, "You're gonna stop this one too." I said, "Relax. Just stay in the car. I got." Mm -hmm. it. She said, "You're gonna stop here too." 
Like I stop everywhere. Well, I think that's just a, a true reflection of your character. Right. It speaks volumes. It really does. Thanks. It really does. Yeah. And and we need more folks like you. Yes, and it, we do. It a may speak more. to, uh, you know, what I'm about to talk about now, which is uh, there's a pandemic. There's a lot of uncertainty, uh, but that hasn't stopped you, no. right? You're, you're no. opening up a new restaurant. Let's talk about that. Yeah, South Shore, it's uh, actually text to one of your uh, broker. Uh, I think it's the name, An Anto Antonio. Um, no, you, you did, uh, did the deal with uh, Anthony and Brian. Anthony, yeah. 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 Anthony came, he's a customer. Mm -hmm. He used to come all the time. He's still coming. Yep. And uh, he came one day and he said, listen, I think in South Shore will be very good for you. And then we start talking. We went to see the place. He's a great guy. And I said, listen, I like people very simple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't want to just say Cassandra property probably. It's a, I don't want to say... And my lifetime in Staten Island that I spent all these 20 something years before I moved from Brooklyn. But uh, probably one of the best people I ever met in Staten Island, Cassandra Properties. Thank people. you. Aww. Like, you know, I really appreciate people. Listen, you have to make money, you have to make living. That's how, that's how war runs. Yep. But also in the same time, you have to show like a little bit, you know, like humanity in yourself. So that's what I find in you guys. I really yeah, appreciate it, you. and uh, thank you for being inviting me here. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward. Well, we we appreciate it, and we appreciate you. So this new restaurant, <clears throat> it's going to be in the the South Shore Commons Shopping Center, over on Veterans Road West. Let's talk about uh, wh what's on the menu. What are we doing here? Our menu is going to be pretty much the same because mm -hmm. it's a brand. Uh, we're putting uh, new items like a uh, pakiri with a uh, wilshank ragu, uh, tortellini. It's going to be a more uh, more different uh, panini options. Now we don't have a lobster panini and a osaburo panini on the menu. We just have a, like if people come in, they want to try something else. So we definitely have a little bit more seafood. More seafood definitely. And a lot of pastas. So Good what pasta. gave yeah. you the, the, the courage to go ahead and, and do another location while all this craziness is going on? Uh, why? I don't know. It just, you know, life is too short. That's for sure. You, you know, you're, you listen, <clears throat> now I'm almost going to be of three years. I'll be 50. So I said, I figured out, listen, <laughs> I'm not going to live forever. So I just want to try. I mean, Good listen, don't give up. I always encourage everybody, even my kids and anybody. Don't just give up. Just keep going, you know. Do what you have to do, whatever it is. I've worked 17 hours a day. I wake up 6, I go 1 o'clock every day. I don't take a vacation probably 6 years. I don't care. I just keep going. But you love it? Wow. I love what I do. Me too. I will That's never change for anything else. Me too. Yeah. It's another thing folks don't quite understand, right? They, they, I don't know if you hear this, but I hear it all the time. You work too much. It's crazy. I love it. This yeah. is this is what drives me. I, I love doing what I do. Right. Some people just love. I love what I do. I yeah. really do. And some people say, how oh, you can be in a store all day? We're in a store all day, 6 a.m. to midnight. Sometimes we stay all night long. We don't care. We love what we do. Yeah. You have to love us. Actually. It can just be, it can just look, oh, money. Money is good to make, but also at the same time, you have to, yeah. you have to love what you do. Without a doubt. So... Uh, how how long before you think you'll be open on the South Shore? I think uh, April. April. Yeah. April <coughs> so 15, 
Not I, sure when, but yeah. I know the 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 spa is opening right next door. Also, yes. that construction is underway, which should be great. And there's uh, thirty some odd different rooms going in there, uh, a, a spa concept, and then uh, the golf concept is opening any day now. They're almost uh, done. Yeah, yeah. They were so. actually going to open up. Uh, they were going to do a soft opening on Sunday, but we had the, the storm again yesterday. Right. But we had the storm again, so they postponed it a couple of weeks. It's going to do great there. They're going to kill it. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're going to kill it. The, the golf is exploding. It's so popular now, mm-hmm. and uh, they've got state-of-the-art technology in there. Uh, it's reasonable it's prices too. Yeah, reasonable prices, and and the to go up and, and stand in the simulator and hit a golf ball, mm-hmm. and have it land within inches of yeah, where wild. it would land on the real course. That's how unbelievable the technology is now. Oh. It's wild. It's it's so good that you uh, they can give lessons like PGA instructor lessons. They can charge really? you and teach you and mm. never even set foot on the course. Pretty r- remarkable stuff. It's crazy to imagine. Hmm. Wow, well, good stuff. Well, I, I never played golf, but you know, <laughs> I guess I don't have time. <laughs> well, I, I don't play either, but I like to go up there and swing the club and and have a little bit of fun. So um, you know that you'll do really well there. Yeah, you will. As as. You know, you've been in the business your whole life, uh, and technology in our business has turned things upside down, right? So True. how about uh, in the restaurant business? How much of an impact has it had? Uh, a lot. Like, definitely Instagram page. I love Instagram. I would take pictures. I take probably, I don't want, I don't want to say 10, 15, 20 a day. Yep. But I can't post 20 pictures. They look stupid. <laughs> so I would just post, like, a little bit. But sometimes, like last night, I went to sleep like three fifteen. Uh, my oh, wife Bruna went home. She went home around uh, ten ten like nine forty five. I said, "I'll be right there. Don't worry about it." <laughs> and I stayed till three fifteen. <laughs> I was doing some pictures and stuff. I like you know. I like I know yeah. my put the music on and I taking pictures and cooking whatever whatever it has to be done. Yeah, there's a lot of prepping. So, you've got a killer website, and online ordering. Um, do you do the, the Grubhub and all those other things or no? Yes, I you do. do. Grubhub, uh, Uber Eats, whereyoueat.com. And also big. They, recently there was some law that was passed putting a cap on the fees, correct? Yes, but they backed it up again. So They backed they, the fees yeah. back up. Yeah. <laughs> that was short-lived, huh? Yeah, well, <laughs> it was like two months. <laughs> it was good. It was like 7%, but it went back. So your... You've got a great digital presence. Clearly, you've you've adapted here. Do you are you hands on on on? Obviously, Insta is all you. Are you hands on with the website and that everything. type of stuff? Awful. You are everything. I run everything. <clears throat> wow. I run sources. I run the website. I, I just it's not like I I don't believe like other people. It just I just want to make sure you got it. Once you got it, I'll leave you alone. But you know, it's just. So much time and effort. Sometimes people don't understand what you're going through. Like, uh, like you know, like uh, you know, the, what is sacrifice? You know, going home, your kids don't see you, your wife don't see you. You try to make things happen, and somebody just come overnight. Oh, and oh, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. It doesn't doesn't work that way. Yeah, happens this summer. Actually, it was a lady. Uh, she ordered lasagna. Our lasagna, but I'm, I don't want to say because I make it's a great, but mm-hmm. but some people say probably the best lasagna they ever eat. But and one of my workers, it was making a Lamburger, 
and there was a little lamb left on the side, and he put it mix it with the veal, mm -hmm. and that lasagna was like because lamb kind of have a like a different flavors mm -hmm. and it kind of smell too. So which the lady sent him, I said, why does this smell like like a lamb? So I went to back to the guy. Oh, it was a little bit. I don't want to waste it. So it's the kind of you know. Yep. You have to stay on top of it. So did you uh, teach yourself how to do this stuff? I mean, I don't know. I think me and Bruno, we have a own like uh, a, like I don't want to say agenda, but we have our own style cooking. Mm -hmm. it, everything's different. Everything like uh, like you said, from the soul, butter, and everything like seventy five percent. Our dessert, they gluten-free, no flour. Really? Seventy-five percent. And and also right. people. There sometimes is. Say, I know. How can that yeah. not have sugar? That's a vegan. That's a vegan. It's vegan. Soy milk. I'm gonna have to come check it out. Wow. So we've got vegan options up here. Yeah. Yeah. Souffle. Yum. I I swear to God, if I tell you that I eat last look, I lost forty pounds, right? I swear to God, I last week I eat ten of them. Really? Ten, and they're seven ounces each. Are you writing it down? Shush. <laughs> you shush. Find your P's and Q's over there. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, just the main thing is the sugar. I think I, I kind of, I don't know, it's maybe it's, maybe I, I took that uh, when my dad died young because of uh, blood pressure and sugar and salt. It's kind of, I just find kind of like against it. Yeah, I, I mean, really hate salt you. and sugar. Mm -hmm. I really hate it. So I, I want to know when you're, creating a new recipe is it a lot of like trial and error do you have an idea in your head and then you just kind of go for it because i'm one of those people <laughs> i always watch people and they're like oh i just kind of i take a recipe and i do what i want well if i do that we're not eating <laughs> so <laughs> this is not going to be edible <laughs> i do like we come with a lot of new desserts and mm -hmm. sometimes people ask me how you make it like a dessert sometime i will go home lay down, I swear to God, I don't sleep until three or four o'clock in the morning. Because my brain always works, regardless, I don't know why. It's just, I can just do like cooking and I can think so many different things at the same time. But I don't know, it's just I go home and think, which dessert I should, what is it? Sometimes I grab mm -hmm. like a night and I write it down. So tomorrow that's morning amazing. I make sure, yeah. We have like, uh, came up with, um, yeah, that's a restaurant I used to consult on uh, on Forest Avenue. It's uh, Salute. I opened mm. that place, and uh, I was a part of opening, and I left, and uh, six months later, they closed down. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, look, it's, it's not easy. Well, no. that's a table side uh, or a crepe suzette. You know, mm. it's, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, we have a lot of desserts. It's just, uh, we have a new dessert came out, Nutella cheesecake. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's uh, like a... Gluten-free. Then we have also two option of uh, Oreo tiramisu, gluten-free and regular. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's yeah. I made like uh, yeah, that's no, oh, that's a two nights ago. I made uh, how many I made? I probably was uh, like uh, one, like over 150 pieces. And this is just impromptu, just yeah. Just you know, it's a Valentine's. <coughs> we have a special menu, thirty-nine dollars for per person. Uh, it's uh, filet mignon, lobster, ahi tuna. Wow. Uh, pista col zabalon with a pistachio flavor. You know, it's, it's good. A little wow. different desserts, little different things. So, who's handling your your website? Because, I mean, uh, you you have your hands in this also. It's yes, a, yes, yes, yes. It's a big pet peeve of mine. Right, is when you call up restaurants and 
you're ordering relatively the same things, or even if you order something different every single time, um, and you never get it right. And you guys, that's never the case. So no. how, I mean, you literally had a hand in the developing of the yes. actual. Yes, I told them, actually, I don't believe, I don't know, I'm always against, we don't have our own driver. We have a, so if you want to order through our website, you have to come pick it up. Mm-hmm. I don't believe, it's not like, it's it's kind of just hard to find people to work. Yep. Everybody, everybody has issue. Everybody, like I say, sure. you know what? I don't, I, I really, if somebody disrespect my food, or food in general, I really take personal. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, maybe that's... Your heart's in it. Yeah, and No, it's just, you know, like the way you treat people work for us, the way you treat dessert, I really kind of, I'm not like I try to be like a, like a mean or something. I also say you, you have to be like, you know, it takes time to make that dessert. It takes, takes, like you said, like sweat, like, bl- it's like, I don't want to say like blood money, but it's just kind of, kind of like that. Yeah. You could have, I stay until 4 a.m. to make that dessert. Give a little, like, uh, pa- give, give a little, like, care. You know what I mean? Of course. Care about it a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's I can't just, I don't believe restaurants are just throwing stuff. No. I mean, I, if I see somebody, I always say, please. Treat that food like you treat like you're gonna eat it. Start it from yeah. yourself. Like I always say, treat the customer like you're gonna treat yourself, like your own mom. We never. I mean, we have sometimes complaints, but we will never receive like uh, like uh, customers always right. Rule number one, and we always, always, always. If we start a customer, we always give things extra dessert, extra. You know, you listen. Uh, how many dessert you can sell a day? Yeah, you know what I mean. We know how many dessert, and we make too much, we give away. We never yeah. throw. Why are you throwing food away? Yeah, we give yeah. the dessert. Sometimes people afford dessert. We give them six desserts, three extra or five extra or whatever. Oh, that's nice. So, you you saw a lot of this, I'm sure, during you know Superstorm Sandy, and I just wanted to get right. your take on <clears throat> Staten Island overall. You know, I always say that you know people can can say what they want to say about Staten Island, but, but when the chips are down, you know, Staten Islanders come together. How, how has the community received you here overall? Great. I really, I can't say much. I mean, I really appreciate it. Customers supporting me through the COVID-19. It's great. It was unbelievable. People are ordering like nothing happened. Yep. And I really appreciate it. I don't know. Without Staten Island, I will make it. Definitely. doesn't matter how good you are. We got recognized by uh, three Michelin star chefs. Yep. David Burke, Jean George, and uh, Alan Duquesne for five star wow. diamond award. But doesn't matter; it can be at the best in the world if the customer don't come. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I definitely want to say thank you to Staten Island. I really appreciate. I mean, uh, be a part of this community and serve. Love to help, and I'm here. Well, you you talk the talk, but you also walk the walk, and yeah, you've that's done for sure. a tremendous amount for Staten Island. We were excited to have you on because. You don't always get that other side of it. So, you know, for those of you who are out there enjoying Dolce Fantasia, <laughs> please continue to do so. And for those of you who have not, please give it a shot because it's a it's a great restaurant. Uh, and as John had said, uh, him and his wife are going to be opening up another one on South Shore Commons within the next couple of months. We'll make sure, Pete, that we promote the hell out of it. 
when they get ready to open. Thanks. And uh, we, we really appreciate you. We appreciate everything you've done for Staten Island. What's the best way for, for people to find you? What's the best way for them to reach out? Uh, reach out. They can go through the Michigan page or they can just send us email on uh, Bruna at uh, DolceFantasia.us. Bruna at DolceFantasia.us. Dot US. Dot US. Dot US. And do we have his, uh, his Insta handle? That same thing. So you'll put all the links in the, in the podcast. Okay. So, folks, if you're watching it on YouTube, you'll find it below. Otherwise, Pete will have all the links up. John, thank you very much for joining us today. Yes, thank you. Uh, My pleasure. It was a pleasure in, uh, being here. Well, best thank of luck with your, with your new restaurant. And uh, yeah, really absolutely. appreciate everything you've done for Staten Island. Thank you. It was my pleasure. I'll do it again. Uh, well, uh, clearly, you, you, your wife is going to kill you at some point, but keep doing it because we appreciate it. She's saying all the time, make sure you come one piece. <laughs> all right, folks. Uh, thanks for listening. As always, we appreciate the thoughts, the comments, everything below. Um, crazy times, folks, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel here. So everyone out there, please stay safe.